0: Welcome back to Your Move Atlanta right here on AM 640. AM 640, Atlanta's home of the Fox News Radio Network. Alfie, is that how I'm supposed to say that? Yeah, I believe There's a 640 WGST, the new home for Fox News. No, no WGST anymore. W- AM 640. Oh, really? Okay. Home to Atlanta's Fox News. Is AM that it? Yeah, that sounds right. AM 640, 40. home to Atlanta's Fox News. Yeah. My name is Cleve Gaddis. In addition to being the host of this show, I'm a full-time real estate broker and agent with a team full of agents helping buyers, sellers, investors, and landlords make the best decisions whenever yeah. possible all throughout Metro Atlanta. I'm joined in the studio by my man, Alfred. Yeah, playing, playing some Elvis Who for just you, keeps on coming back. Thank you. That's yeah. a good song. I love that song. Less conversation. Yes, I like that song. This segment, Alfie, is brought to the listeners by John Birchfield and Brand Mortgage. Thanks, John. John, that's exactly right. John is our preferred mortgage provider and uh, he has the heart of a teacher. He is all about guiding people step by step through the process so they can make the best decisions along the way. If you're listening, and you're worried about the process of applying for a mortgage or possibly being rejected for a mortgage, which is exactly how I felt, Alfie, when I was 21, 23 years old, applying for my first mortgage. <laughs> I thought to myself, if these people knew me any better, they wow. dang sure wouldn't approve me for a mortgage. <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about it with John because he has a heart of a teacher. John can be reached by calling 678-226-7887, 678-226-7887. I am very pleased, Alfie. To announce our next guest, we have Scott Murphy of DS Murphy & Associates on the phone with us. And, Scott, you're always a wealth of information. Thanks for going out of your way and giving your time to join us on the show today.
1: It's my pleasure. It's always fun to
0: be with you. Well, we love it. We love it. Are you still on the appraisers board? Are you still the chair of the uh, Georgia Real Estate Appraisers Board? Yes, I am. So, what is that like? A lifetime commitment? You've been on it like forty-seven years. It seems like uh, it.
1: Can't get rid of me. I know.
0: Well, it's probably because you do a good job, Scott. Let's jump right on into. Um, the meat of the matter here. We get questions all the time from listeners who who don't, they don't understand how an appraisal works. So could you give us a layman's description of how an appraisal works, why you need an appraisal, and then sort of what is the appraiser doing in trying to determine value of a home?
1: Sure. An appraisal is an unbiased estimate of market value. So our job is to Put ourselves in the shoes of a typical buyer. Right. And um, you know, look for other properties in the area and use them as what we call comparables, make adjustments back and forth and okay. try to arrive at what the current market value is.
0: Okay. And why are, are I mean, I think I know the answer, but why are appraisals typically done? Are are ninety or ninety five percent done to help a bank understand the value of the property?
1: Exactly. The bank's looking to make sure their collateral is is sound before they make the loan.
0: And I guess the bank feels like they need, uh, uh, you called it an unbiased. I'm just going to call it an independent third party analysis of value because uh, the seller would probably value it more than it's worth. And if a buyer wants it badly enough, they might value it more than it's worth too. Is that, is that correct? So they need that exactly. unbiased third party. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So when, when you're comparing properties i would assume you're looking for properties that are as similar to the subject property as possible
1: correct there's one one common error that many uh, folks make is they they look at every sale in the subdivision as if it were a comparable and it's not there could be 15 sales and maybe only three of them are truly comparable so
0: ver- they- it's, it's so interesting that you say that and I I apologize for interrupting but there is a subdivision in Johns Creek it was developed over like a 25 year period I don't want to mention the name of it but it has a old old section a medium old section and a new section. And yep. what's interesting is houses in the newer section have gotten sales prices up over six hundred thousand and now I'm finding people in the old section and the old old section thinking that their house is worth over six hundred thousand as well when the reality is they're four or five hundred square feet smaller and they don't ha- have share any of the same features. And so interesting that you would say that because I would assume yep. most sellers and buyers just think hey the highest price is six and a quarter so that's what mine's worth too.
1: Right. So we're only going to use the sales in that similar phase that are in similar condition, um, quality and and size and what have you. And then we're going to branch out to where a buyer would go to look for the next most similar property. If you
0: can't find one in the neighborhood, then you might stay in the school district or zip code or something like that. Is that what you're saying? Right.
1: Right, exactly. So, you know, homeowners or people out there that are looking for homes right now could relate to this, you know. They're not going to look at that one that's, you know, five or 600 square feet larger if that's not what they're looking for. They're going to go to another neighborhood nearby. So that's what we do.
0: And if somebody wants to live, for example, in the Peachtree Ridge School District, they're not going to consider a house in the Duluth School District a comparable. So it really makes sense. You're going to try to search, sounds to me like, the same way that a typical buyer will search for that property. What is the biggest, Scott, driver of value is it the features of the home or is it the size of the home
1: uh, generally it's the size but of course the uh, the overall condition especially if you're talking in areas where uh, you're 20 30 years old yep. um, you know the homes that are totally renovated uh, they create that their own market right there and we're, as we move into these millennial generations and others there's so many that uh, uh, buyers that just have no interest in fixing up a house so Um, I always tell sellers it's very important to make sure that you bring the house up to current day standards. Make it appealing to the largest segment possible. Make it so that a buyer can come in and really not have to do much of anything.
0: Move their stuff right on in and start living. If you've you've just joined us, you're listening to Your Move Atlanta right right here on AM 640 Atlanta's Fox News radio station. I'm Cleve Gaddis. I'm joined in the studio by my man Alfie Romero, and we've got Scott Murphy of DS Murphy & Associates on the line. We're talking all things appraisal. So, Scott, let's circle back. We talked about Square Footage just a minute ago, and I see real estate agents say, well, all of the other homes in this neighborhood Have sold for $115 a square foot. I'm just making up a number, Scott. And so then they say, well, mine should be worth this square footage times the $115 per square foot. And by the way, I understand it when a layman says that, a home buyer, a home seller, because they really shouldn't know any different. But when a real estate agent says that, I'm like, come on, that is not the way it works at all. So tell us why. Sometimes the biggest homes in the neighborhood tend to sell for the least amount per square foot and the smallest homes tend to sell for the most amount per square foot because it really doesn't seem to make sense on the surface.
1: It doesn't. And it's a term that we do not use at all in the appraisal process, particularly here in the Atlanta market where we've got basements because the term price per square foot is your sales price divided by your above-grade gross living area. So, um, you know, you get into economies of scale when you get larger homes, they're going to sell a little bit less per square foot. But one home might have a pool and the other doesn't. That's going to drive that sales price way up and make it look like it's a higher price per square foot. Interesting.
0: So I never thought about that. And then you could also have a fully finished basement. And so you might have an extra 1500 square feet in the basement that doesn't really show up. It's not reflected at all in
1: the price per square foot. Right, because we separate out above grade and below grade separately. We compare apples to apples, so we never roll them together. Let's
0: move to the next subject. Thank you. You're always so helpful, Scott. So we we found two years ago that the appraised values, the values of the property as identified by an appraiser – we're coming in a little short of what the buyers and sellers thought the right value for the property was. Is that a problem that's still common in today's market, or is that starting to kind of settle down and and, and the issues being alleviated somewhat?
1: It has settled down, and appraisal is somewhat of a lagging indicator because we have to use properties that have sold. Yeah, you so can't use just sellers. listings. Ah, you can't right. use just a listing. Okay. You can't use a listing because somebody could ask whatever they want. Now, that's not to say we don't look at those. Right um they kind of give us an indication which direction the market's going uh we we look closely at pending so i try to run down what that property under contract for because that's going to be the most recent sale uh when it happens so um but from an appraisal standpoint it has to have closed so now a good appraiser is going to analyze the market the difference between one that closed two or three months ago and the same house that closes today is appreciation and we know most most parts of atlanta right now are still appreciating and so the appraiser needs to go back in Analyze that and add for that appreciation. And make a, that, make that a, a little adjustment. Reasons.
0: So that's interesting. So yeah. if it sold six months ago, I, I know that's a bad example because it's out of a 90 day mm-hmm. window, but it might very well sell for more today. Hey, Scott, we always appreciate you, having you on as a guest. Will you come back on sometime in the next couple months I and would call love more appraisals? To. Hey, before Anytime. we take a break, and Alfie and I got to take a break to pay the, help the station pay the bills, I want to mention if you're in Metro Atlanta and you're looking to buy a home in today's market, buy it through a brokerage that puts their money where their mouth is. We We offer at Gaddis Partners Remax Center what's called a sure home buying system. And it says, Alfie, and you're not going to believe this, if you buy a home through us and you're not happy with that home for any reason in the first 90 days, we will sell it for you for free. To get more information, go to yourmoveatlanta.com, Y-O-U-R-M-O-V-E, Atlanta.com. Alfie and I are going to take a quick break, but we'll be back, I promise.